Hey everyone, welcome back to another season of Data Driven Health Radio. I'm your host, Dave Korsunsky. On this show, we dive deep into how you can use data to measure, manage, and optimize your health with the latest science and technology. This show is brought to you by Heads Up, which is our web and mobile app designed for individuals and healthcare professionals who need a precise way to measure and manage health data. Check us out at headsuphealth.com. If you've got comments, questions, or feedback on this show, shoot us an email, support at headsuphealth.com. We'd love to hear from you. And with that said, let's get into our next exciting episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Data Driven Health Radio. I'm your host, Dave Korsunsky. And today we are going to dive into one of my new favorite apps, in addition to picking the brains of a couple OG biohackers that I've known for many, many years. So I've got Bob Troya on the line and uh, Jeremy Gallagher, and we're going to go deep on the PepCalc app, which I love, first of all, thank you guys for creating that because, well, we'll get into all of the reasons why it's been super helpful, but let's just say somebody gave me a bottle of peptides and a bunch of syringes and I'm like, what the fuck do I do with these? So then they said, well, you download this app and you go from there. And so uh, it's been incredibly helpful. But we're going to get into all of that. Before we do, I want to give you guys just a minute to quickly introduce yourselves, your technical backgrounds, and uh, maybe just speak for a minute or two on um, PepCalc. And then I want to wind the tape back to where the three of us first met and just kind of play it forward from there to what you guys are working on now. So um, I'll cue you guys up here. Bob, you've got your hand in, in more cookie jars than I can count. And I think you've also done a lot of your own software development, a little bit of angel investing, built a ton of products over the years. So uh, even a biohacking facility in New York, I think, had your fingerprints on it. So um, for those who are listening, just give a quick intro on yourself and your background. Sure. Well, thanks for having us on. I know I was on a few years ago, so it's great to be back, you know, as we are all emerging back out of our- You were one of my first guests. You're right. I totally forgot about that, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so welcome back great, to the show. Great. Yeah, thank you. And now we have Jeremy as well, so we're going to be sharing even more information. But um, yeah, yeah so my name is Bob Troya. Uh, I'm a longtime technology entrepreneur, been working in emerging technology for the better part of two decades. Over the years, I, I began my career as a software developer, early days of the web, started some of my own companies, had some exits. You know, as you, as you go growing companies, you kind of shift from writing code to managing a business. So Sure. After my last business exited, it was nice to roll up my sleeves again and really start digging into coding. What we're going to talk about in a bit is our common interest in self-optimization, biohacking, uh, you know, which emerged out of the quantified self movement, which was about learning a lot about yourself through data. And so I've always been passionate about that just since my, you know, being an athlete in high school through college. And then as I got older, the technologies evolved so we can understand a lot more about ourselves. So it these are the most exciting times I think we've ever seen, like what we can do today versus even five years ago. And about a decade ago, after one of the early quantified self conferences, I was like inspired to start just getting, documenting what I was doing for myself because I didn't realize people were doing the sort of the same thing. I just thought I was a weirdo, but apparently there were a lot of weirdos out there. And so I started a blog. Also called... a weirdo, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> I started a blog, uh, just called it Quantified Bob because I couldn't think of anything better. And I just started documenting some of my own self-experiments and just sharing some of my data. And it was interesting to see how people would start reaching out to me, 
like replicating experiments. And what you learned early on was we can put the same sets of guidelines in terms of an experiment design, a single subject experiment design, but our results will be different. And it doesn't mean that the experiment's necessarily flawed or something works or doesn't work. It's all about what works for you or for me. And we're all yeah. different, right? Your mileage may vary. So flash forward a few years, we had met, we'll get to that in a minute, a few years before, prior, but Jeremy and I also met at the same time. And we were both living in New York City area and I had finished up my company. Jeremy was exiting a, a company he was at and we were both sort of like, what do we do now? Like, what should we work on? And we, we had the luxury sort of say like, well, we want to do stuff that makes us happy, scratches our own itch. And early on, we were just really trying to look at emerging technology, learning skill sets, like where were my blind spots, like in tech? Cause you know, I hadn't been coding a whole lot um, over the previous few years and mobile development really took off other areas. And so we kind of just rolled up our sleeves and we just started like, well, let's give ourselves a project to work on, just something that will get us to learn a skill set. And, you know, with no goals of like, it's going to be some crazy successful business or anything like that. And so what emerged out of that was uh, we have a technology studio called Awesome Labs. And we basically build products that run the gamut from health and wellness related tools to Web3. NFTs. Like NFTs yeah. yeah. So we're basically just doing things that we'd say make people healthier and happier. Right. So anything that and scratches our own itch is often a pain point up that we have for ourselves. And we're going to talk about PepCalc in a bit. That purely came out of a pain point we were having. And I guess you were having as well. And so, yeah. So today, uh, Jeremy and I are heads down. We're building a number of, of products and solutions and we're, we're constantly spitballing new ideas, you know, throwing things at the wall to see, like, is there something here? Is there a glimmer of, of something that could be a product or is it just a nice tool or something that we just want for ourselves? And so that's, awesome, man. that's where we got to today. Cool. That's fantastic. Thanks, Bob. We'll get into all kinds of different stuff that you guys have been working on over the years. And you mentioned Quantified Bob, which was where you were doing a lot of your blog posts. And I've seen those get traction over the years. They're really, really well documented, really, really meticulously done. So if, you, if you're listening and you haven't checked out Bob's website, there's amazing Quantified self-work on the site. And then there's obviously the uh, other projects he's bringing to market, which we'll get into here in a second. Jeremy, also, I believe you were working on a number of different projects over the years. I understand you also have your own background in software development. You know, it's funny how a bunch of us uh, from the technology world land in healthcare and end up just bringing a completely different mindset into an industry and, and build things that are... Highly applicable. So um, share a bit about your background and uh, some of the things you've been working on over the years. Yeah, originally I come from a finance background. So gotcha. I worked at I worked at a startup hedge fund for 14 years, worked my way up to chief technology officer there. So ran a tech team. But my passion has always been in health and fitness, you know. Yep. And so once I decided that finance was no longer for me was about the time I met Bob and both of us, it's, it's exactly the story that he told, which was we both didn't quite have the skill set to do what we wanted to do with our ideas in the very beginning, because we had both been kind of running managing companies as opposed to being the doers. And so, you know, we decided to start awesome labs and pick some projects that we found interesting. And from that point forward, we've both been doing the development, doing the biz dev, doing the websites, doing everything. And so I would say that's what my background is for the last four or five years is pretty much 
being passionate about different things and bringing them to market and making them happen. And, awesome, uh, man. Yeah, that's about well. All three of us actually go way, way back. I think back to like the earliest days. The very, very there's a small group of us who were like at Asprey's very, very first biohacking conference. So if you're listening and you've been to any of what used to be called the Bulletproof Conference, now it's called the Biohacking Conference. But I think it was back in 2012. It was like the very, very first one that ever happened. And it was at this little hotel in the Tenderloin in San Francisco. Right. Was and it was like, was that a bar? It's a bar at the Tenderloin in San Francisco. And it was like 30 of us there. There's a few other guys I remember too that I met there, Dr. Justin Marcajani. And those are like really the early, early innings where like some of the first sensors were coming on the market. People were like writing their own code to try to deduce anything out of the data. I think they had the guys from the uh, ElectroStim E, what was his name? Jay Schrader. Yeah, Evo. Evo. So Evo. Jay, yeah. yeah. You didn't get one of those? I, I signed up right afterwards. I got myself. I, tra- I trained with them for a few years. Yeah. I went to their facility because they were in the Phoenix area. And I have uh, family there. So I went a couple times to their facility directly. Never bought the thing. But more importantly, like the three of us really have been in this whole movement of quantified health optimization for probably 10 or 11 years now, really before any of this stuff was on anybody's radar screen. We were working on different projects. So it's really cool to be catching up with you guys. I know we haven't even really... Well, Bob, I saw you at the conference in Beverly Hills. So it was good to catch up with you. That was back in September last year. But we've all just, for the last 10 years or so, been working on passion projects that, first of all, made our own health better. And also really address like a lot of our own intellectual curiosities. For me, I was working for VMware in Silicon Valley and working on, I don't know, virtualizing data centers at that time. But as soon as I punched out at whatever time it was, I'd go and start working on like quantified self experiments. So when I rolled off there, I took six months off and much like you guys figured out how do I now really put my energy and my passion, my drive into something that I basically want to work, wake up every day and bleed on. And I've been working on heads up now for quite some time. And, you know, as soon as I get up in the morning, I just can't wait to like sit down and start cranking. Like that's the excitement and the passion I have for it. And that's what it sounds like you guys have been working on as well. So I just want to, acknowledge that like you guys have been doing awesome work in this space it's been great to be friends with you guys over the last 10 years see you at all the conferences and just keep doing all the cool work out there gosh those first quantified self events we went to were like 30 40 50 people and now the whole thing has just exploded to think where we are today i've got a continuous glucose monitor on my arm i've got an apple watch i'm testing this cardio mood device doing all kinds of, the sensors have gotten better and better and better. The data has gotten better and better and better. The access to the um, technologies, crowd therapy, hyperbaric, red light, none of this shit was even on the radar screen when, when we got into all of this stuff. So it's just, yeah, it's hard to actually, it's hard to realize how far it's come when you've been into the whole time. It kind of just slowly gets there. But thinking back to 10 years ago, yeah, there was none of that stuff. 
I mean, I mean, it was, I mean, invested in an early Theranos fraud <laughs> from the Asprey conference. I can't remember the blood work. I did too. In there. Yeah, I did uh, too. I threw money in that one. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but it's just been awesome to get to this point in the game. Like now it's almost like everybody's doing a cold plunge and sauna and they've got an aura ring and they got a CGM and it's not just trendy. Like, yes, it's trendy and it's awesome, but this is game changing stuff. And every day this technology and this data helps me be healthier and it helps me make smarter decisions because of the biofeedback I'm getting. So I love every second of the work we do. I want to segue into this app that you guys put together, the PepCalc app, because um, here at Heads Up, we work with a lot of practitioners and also with a lot of individuals who are interested in peptide therapy, already doing it probably to some degree. but. I remember I went to one of the um, women that I work with, and I'd heard about peptides for a long time. I'd recently really only been using them for the last, say, like three months. And he gave me the bottles, the vials, basically. And it was just the actual, is it powder? It's powder, right? The actual substance that was in these vials and a separate bottle of bacteriostatic water. I'd never even heard of bacteriostatic water before. And then the syringes. And you really kind of have to figure it out for yourself. So she showed me, she's like, I'm like, how do I do this? She said, well, you download PepCalc. And uh, PepCalc, that sounds familiar. And so I'm like, (laughs) okay. So I I download PepCalc and she showed me the math, right? Like, okay, you got five milligrams in the bottle and your syringe is this, and and this is how much in micrograms I want you taking every day. And so she gave me the recipe, basically, and sent me home. And it was awesome. So I've been messing around with the app. I do it all myself now, and I I blend all my own stuff, and it's super helpful. So um, for those who are listening, and I guess the first question would be, can you guys talk about, first of all, it's cheaper to just do it yourself, right? Like, yes, you can buy it already mixed. And you can just get the instructions from whatever practitioner you're working with. But it's also cheaper just to buy the formula and the water and uh, to do it yourself. So maybe can you guys, is that the use case you guys were going for? Was it for the DIY community that was trying to figure all this stuff out? Like, like what was the genesis for the app? Yeah, I mean, the genesis for the app was Bob and I both had a spreadsheet doing this stuff separately. I did too. You know? <laughs> and we realized... How many other people in the world have a spreadsheet doing this separately? And that was the start of it. Bob, if you want to dig in a little deeper. Yeah. So in terms of, you know, the the motivation, like Jeremy just mentioned that it was out of, you know, scratching our own itch. It was a pain point we we were both experiencing, I guess, like you were. But it's not even the motivation, though, it wasn't related to like a price point or anything. I mean, I do think peptides are a largely gray area. I do think work through practitioners as much as possible. Now, in terms of receiving disclaimer, peptides, disclaimer, uh, work yeah. practitioner. Now, now there's reasons you get the peptides. Sometimes they come as just a powder in the bacteriostatic water. Sometimes, like the half life, once they're mixed, can certain ones will lose effectiveness faster, and so it's better gotcha. to do it right before you're about to use it. Immediately, um, I got you. Yeah, there's some gray areas. I think even with compounding labs and shipping and laws, I, I you know. I'm not a lawyer and expert. Even but I, knowing what you're getting, like like who mixed it and, and did they do it well, right? Well, that's a whole other thing. I mean, you know, there are people going on off of Reddit and they're ordering stuff from China that 
may or may not, even if there's a lab report, or is that the real lab report? So, yeah. you know, when you work through a practitioner, they usually partner up with a very reputable compounding, compounding lab that yep. they know exactly what they're getting. And mm -hmm. there are some places out there that consumers can go to that are viewed as being, you know, the highest, I guess, <laughs> quality or, you know, just, just, you know, but I, it's a thing though, where you have to really do your research and due diligence on it. But I would say, if you, you know, for someone who's never done them before, like before I, people think I do crazy stuff in the biohacking world or, you know, it's self experiments, but I always vet the hell out of everything I do. And mm -hmm. when peptides first came kind of you know, onto the scene, like I did tons of research. I had lots of questions. I found people that were both running compounding labs and some doctors, and I basically did consults with them and I quizzed them and I quizzed them and I things that gotcha. you couldn't publicly, yeah. things that, yeah. you know, I maybe I heard them on a podcast and they couldn't say things, but I could do it in private. And then they explained it all to me and I felt more comfortable using that as a tool in my toolkit. So PepCalc itself, you know, is really just meant to be, let's take what's in the spreadsheet for people. And even doctors will use it because sometimes it's just, it's, it's just easier to plug in a few values. And oh, that's who gave it to me. It was my doctor. She said, go get, she was using the app. Yeah. I mean, the work we so, did behind the scenes, the calculations are not simple. Let's yeah. put it that way. Especially with every kind of syringe that someone can have out in the world. You know, yeah. That's the key thing. We wanted to make it simple. Pick the type of syringe you have in your hand and start. So cool. We think we know. Well, yeah, the user experience was really, really simple. It was very intuitive. I was a lay person just starting this a few months ago. And it was really easy for me to go in there and get it all figured out. You know, before I started Heads Up, I had like this massive spreadsheet with all my blood work. And I was like, okay, well, there's got to be a better way to do all of this stuff. And then I had all this other data I was pulling in from CSV files from all these devices and putting that in the spreadsheet. So the, the genesis for Heads Up was very much the same. It was to give people a better way to understand and manage this data. You know, in my case, it was making it easier for people to interpret their own lab work and their own biofeedback data. So I think you know, both PepCalc and Heads Up started from spreadsheets which is awesome, similar type of uh, story there. But I found the app really handy to use. I think the price point is great. What do you got? I think it was $4.99. Is that what I, I remember paying? Something like that, $6.99? Yeah, it's around five bucks, yep. You know, we, okay. we were just, we played around, you know, early on. We don't want to make it too expensive. I mean, people, obviously, if they're investing with peptides, you know, they're potentially investing hundreds and hundreds of dollars in this. You might as well make sure if you do the calculations, you want to do them right. So, you know, spending $5 on a, on a tool that you can use over and over again, kind of felt it was like a no-brainer. You know, we're consistently, it's ranked in the top 20 paid uh, health and wellness apps. So if you go on iTunes, it's like always in the top, like number 20. So it's done pretty well. Yeah, you know, I don't know how long it's been out, but again, just downloading it and using it for the first time, it was simple and smooth and slick. I noticed in the most recent update that you guys also now allow you to put in blends. So if you're using a blend, like for example, uh, there's the blend I use, which is the CJC1295 and the Ipamorelin. Ipamorelin, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Ipamorelin, correct. Ipamorelin, yeah. So there's five milligrams of each in the bottle. So now you can go in and, and put that in and crunch that data out. So um, it's super helpful, guys. Really, really good job. Thank, Thank you. So for those who are listening, if you um, maybe we can back up the tape a little bit kind of just dove right in here, but maybe one of you guys, for someone who's never even heard of uh, PepCalc before, if you could just like maybe give an overview on how, on how it works. Like once you open it, like what is it, 
what's the user experience. So if you're listening and you're already using peptides or you're a practitioner and you want to use this when you're working with some clients or patients. So I don't know, Bob, Jeremy, you want to just give like a quick overview on, on how the software actually works? It's self-explanatory, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I could jump in. It basically works by saying the story that you told in the beginning of the show, I, I've got this bottle with some powder in it. And I've got this bottle with some liquid in it. And they've got to go together. They've got to have and a I've love child. Get, <laughs> and I've got to get a certain amount out. Micrograms out or whatever, yeah, right? With, with each dose. And the real challenge in that equation comes from the syringes that people have. A lot of people use insulin syringes to dose yeah. their peptides. Well, little did we know when we started working on this, the, the app isn't like probably in its fifth or sixth iteration because we kept learning, oh, there's three different kinds of insulin syringes. There's some for animals that people use that are smaller that we didn't realize. You know, I think there's 12 or 13 different insulin syringes that the app handles. So if you've bought one from somewhere like Amazon and you have it in your hand, you can just pick that exact syringe and that becomes the thing that puts itself into the calculations for how much you're going to dose out of that bottle after you've filled it with water. And so you're yeah, so I'm looking at this, Jeremy. Sorry to cut you off, yeah. but I'm looking at this. Okay. You can you can put in the syringe. I use the 100 IU syringes, right? I'm looking at yep. it right now. So you you would common. put that you'd put that in because that's what was given to me. Okay, right? Yeah. Yep. So that that's the first part. But you guys had to factor in all of those. It sounds like so 12 different ones. Okay. Yep. Yeah. You'll even notice on there when you pick U100 right below that. There's I Units. think three or four options for different yep. types of U100 syringes, even. Yeah. So those are all, so those can all be in there. So we basically handle everybody who sent us email saying, I have this, how do I use it? We would add it into the app. And now awesome. it has, as far as we know, the ability for every single type of syringe, you pick your syringe, you tell the app how much powder is in your vial. Yeah, that's on the, that's on the vial itself. It'll say like five milligrams, it'll say 10 right milligrams. On the yep. Okay. Yep. Five milligrams is in this vial. Stick that in yep. the app. Yep. Then how much do I want to take with each dose? Yep. That's at the bottom of the app. Yep. That's the key, the key variable. So you put in, I want to take, go ahead. 200 micrograms per drive, for exactly. example. Whatever you your practitioner in, tells take, you or whatever, whatever dose you're messing with at the time. Exactly. I want to take okay. 200 micrograms. And then at the bottom, it will tell you how much to pull out of the syringe, pull out yep. into your syringe yep. for dosing. And yep. what I'll do personally, is sometimes if it's 200 micrograms is a small amount, you might put one milliliter of water in yep. to the vial. And it only wants you to dose out like, you know, two units in the yep. syringe. And I'm like, well, that's yep. not enough. I want more. <laughs> I want to be able to read the syringe a little bit easier. Yeah, exactly. So in the app, you can go say, okay, well, actually, I'm going to add three milliliters of water. Yep. Now it'll tell you to dose out six milliliters. That's easier to read on your syringe when you're drawing out. And so it just... It helps you adjust not only the exact amount that you're supposed to take, making sure the exact amount is correct, mm -hmm. but also just lets you choose, do I want to take a little more or a little less of the liquid? You're always getting the same amount of the peptide. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. And I had, uh, I had a similar issue last night even. Just last night, I was mixing up a peptide for my use, and the vial was actually a very tiny vial, even though it had 10 milligrams of powder in it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to put four milliliters of water in there yeah. so I can get a nice round number. But I can't fit four milliliters of water in this little tiny vial. So I had to do three. 
So yeah. I just go in the app, I adjusted it, and I just, you know, just adjusted what I draw to. So it made it like a two-second correction. There's no, you know, it's the same amount per dose. It's just like Jeremy said, how many tick marks do you want to see liquid pulled up to? Because sometimes there's certain ones that you're taking a tiny, tiny amount, the dose, right? And so if you just didn't put enough back water in there, it's going to be like one or two tick marks on your syringe, which is really hard to see. So you might want to add more liquid. Cool. And as I mentioned earlier, it also has the ability to um, support blends because sometimes you get two peptides in one bottle and yeah. you can uh, punch both of those in. So I got my 100 unit syringe in here. I've got my five milligrams of CJC, my five milligrams of Pimorelin. I put in 1.5 mLs of water, one and a half syringes, basically. I want to draw 200 micrograms and test tells me, okay, you need six units. So, you know, the app is so simple, but like anything, the devil's in the details. Like I can, you guys are just telling me, you know, like the uh, logic that would have to go into like accounting for all the syringes. So people don't realize like in the code, right? Like how do you even make all of that super seamless as well? So I I imagine that it's infinitely more complex than you see in this really simple and elegant, beautiful user interface you guys built. Yeah. Those are the best apps in our opinion. Amen to that. Well, especially when you... All the complexity. Yeah. Like when we first launched the app, we didn't support like the, the ability to do blends because like your example, you use an equal amount of CJC and epimorelin. Yeah. But sometimes the blends are not equal. So for the original app, you could just calculate for one and it's going to have both the same, yeah. the same amount. But sometimes it could be like five and three. or yeah. So now you have to play around with the numbers so the calculations get more difficult because you're, you're creating a blend with two different values based on a certain amount of water to get to a certain target dose that you want, right? And so that's where those calculations get a lot more complicated. That was why, like, it might not seem like much in the app, but there's a lot behind the scenes. <laughs> so best five bucks you could ever spend if you're, if you're in this game, okay? Like, for you guys to do all of that complexity behind the scenes and just, like, make it look so clean. You know, we're building really, really complicated software, too. And actually, it's the simplest feature ideas in the world that end up being the hardest sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that seems so simple. Like, we want to... Give you guys an example in, in Heads Up. We wanted to pull in the hydration metric from Apple Health because there's these uh, spark hydrate water bottles. And so people were pushing the data to Apple Health. We wanted to pull that in from Apple Health. And it just became a freaking nightmare. It's like there's ounces and MLs and all the different units to support. And Apple sends it to you in this crappy payload of data. And we've got people in different countries of the world that want it in different units. And, you know, then they, it changed time zones to some other country where it's different units and it's got to automatically convert it to the new units. Like, just want to sink the fucking water into the app. And it's like <laughs> three weeks of developer time. You know what I mean? You're giving me nightmares right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, man. It's nice to actually be talking to people who can understand the pain sometimes that goes into like that simple little feature in the app. Well, then you could have been tracking how many drinks you had during the development of that feature. Not of water, though. <laughs> just, just drinking your sorrows. And my HRV plummeting. Well, this is awesome, guys. I think for anyone who um, wants to start getting involved with peptides, obviously, as Bob said, this is stuff you have to do your medical due diligence with. There's tons of amazing practitioners out there that you can speak with that will help you do this safely and effectively. They may ship it to you and ask you to reformulate it yourself for the reasons Bob mentioned, like it's fresher that way. 
And these things have half-life, right? You can't just mix it and keep it on the shelf for a year and then ship it out to somebody. So um, there's there's lots of reasons why you're going to need this app. I just, you know, I want to speak to my own experience, and I'd love to hear from you guys as well. But it's been maybe uh, five or six months now that I've been experimenting with different peptides, and they have been absolutely phenomenal for me personally. Now, I'll preface that comment by saying you can't just be on a shitty diet and a sloth and not taking care of yourself and expect magic out of the bottle from this stuff. Like, we've already been in the game for a long time. So we've cleaned up a lot of our diet. We've cleaned up our environment. We know how to eat in ways that are blood sugar friendly. We know how to sleep in ways that promote really, really strong recovery and heart rate variability. So like, you got to have that foundation. Okay. So let's just put that disclaimer out there. But like, for people who have that foundation in, or for people who are really, really struggling with certain medical issues that there's not always the greatest answers for in conventional medicine, I have just had incredibly positive experience so far. I'll just share a little bit of my own experience on some of the ones that I've used, and then I'd I'd love to hear from you guys. And for the record, I did work with a very qualified practitioner who helped me figure all of this stuff out and who showed me how to do the dosing and who showed me how to do it properly. So I took all of those steps, but I first began with a 10-day cycle of um, epitalin. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna butcher some of the pronunciation. Epitalon, I think. Epitalon, yeah. So, epitalon. It was recommended to me to say, Dave, before you're going to start any of these other things, this is a good reset, a good circadian reset, a good reset for the telomeres, a good reset just at the uh, pineal. So I started with uh, a 10 day on epitalon, and then I moved over to uh, three months of doing um, BPC 157 and TB500. You know, those were just really, really good for what I noticed with those ones was some of the sports injuries I'd had for a really long time started clearing up. They started just working, I think, really at a, at a subclinical level to help with just generalized immune, working on some just like injury stuff that I'd had sports wise. I layered in also um, the CJC and the um, Ipamorelin. And then I also recently did a small uh, round with the semaglutide as well. And really, this is my own non-medical lay interpretation of these things, but it's a very natural way. And you guys, please correct me here in a moment, but it's a way to just naturally supplement a lot of the body's own processes, in my opinion, to make some of the hormones, immune function, tendon repair, just the stuff Oh, 47, right? So like some of the stuff slowing down. The, the old metabolism, you know, doesn't just burn off the glucose after a meal the way it used to. So I've seen improvements in my um, pre and post prandial glucose. And I wear a Dexcom every single day. So that's just not hearsay, right? I carefully monitor my blood sugar levels. And while I'm taking these things, so I've seen the numbers come down. I've seen my fasting glucose in the morning come down. I've seen my glucose curves after eating something that would normally send my glucose to maybe 160, 170. And the the curve is much lower and much smoother. I've put on eight pounds of lean mass in like, I don't know, eight weeks. And I get DEXA scans every two months. So this again, this is not just hearsay. It's like I go get the DEXA scan 
I do the protocol, I get another DEXA scan. So in eight weeks, I lost one pound of body fat and put on seven pounds of lean mass. You know, it's an eight-point swing. And it's not an anabolic steroid. You know, this is this is a natural way to stimulate my own growth hormones. So those are some of the ones I've used. This is again, I'm I'm pretty new in this game. I've only been using the, the peptides for four or five months, but they're phenomenal. So Jeremy, maybe you could start off. I'd just love to whatever you're comfortable sharing here, I'd love to hear like what your experience has been. Yeah, no, your experience is great. I assume you're also doing some working out. You didn't just start taking these and gain eight pounds of muscle, or did you? I'm just curious. <laughs> no, uh, I've always enjoyed lifting weights. Like since I was 16 yeah. years old, I, I love lifting. Actually, for me, going to the gym is a meditation because I've done these exercises so many times that it's something where I can go and put my music in. I actually like to smoke some cannabis before I go to the gym. I like to put my AirPods in. And for me, going and doing like 10 sets of back squats and like hitting the bench press. So I love doing all that shit. And now it's like just got 10 times better because I'm 46 and I'm hitting new PRs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's what these are doing for people. They don't work for everybody, but when they do, it's pretty darn great. I can give some recent experience. I had a, I started playing a lot of pickleball. (laughs) <laughs> it's the new sport and it's um it's super fun i actually live in washington state became the state sport here recently mm-hmm. official washington state sport pickleball strange but true anyway well it's um, accessible I, to everybody yeah yeah no definitely definitely and so about two months ago i don't know what move i made but i got a pinched nerve in my neck and tried chiropractor tried physical therapy, tried a bunch of things. And eventually I was like, why am I, I mean, I make this pep calc app and I'm not doing peptides for this. <laughs> you got to eat and your dog food, brother. It, yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, BPC 157 and TB 500 started a dosage of that probably three weeks ago, I want to say. And about a weekend, I started feeling better. Two weeks in, I started feeling very good. And now it's to the point where I, you know, my, my fingers were numb, you know, everything was pinched down to the bottom of my arm. And now I can have feeling back in my hand and, you know, obviously combine that with some of the exercises physical therapy gave me. It's just, I forgot how good they can work sometimes Yeah. to upregulate the healing in your body. So that's one, you know, Bob and I have both done those kind of restorative things whenever we get injured. But a, a maybe more interesting, fun one, at least for my friends and family who will put up with me talking to them about this stuff, is uh, Melanotan 2. Okay. Have you heard of this one? No. Okay, so Melanotan 2 upregulates your body's ability to make melanin. And so you can be a completely white person who burns in the sun, aka me, take Melanotan 2, you take slow doses or about a month long period, but over that month, your body starts producing melanin. In fact, my, my red beard will turn brown. My eyebrows, which are very light, will start to darken up, and then my skin will start to darken up. Now I can go in the sun and get a suntan as opposed to a sunburn. It's you got better, better tan than, than Bob. And like, so 
Well, I got to get, you know, I don't live in the desert. Bob's in New York. Where are you, where are you, Jeremy? I'm in Washington state. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I'm down here in Cancun. So I got, I got an unfair advantage right now. I'm staying. Yeah, probably. Place. But I mean, I burn. Thanks, thanks for I rubbing started... it in. <laughs> Anytime. Bob. I do what I can. Around here. Yeah. I tested this out, started about three years ago. I was like, I'm just going to try it. I don't even know if this makes, you know, if this is going to work, if it's going to make any sense, but from every testimonial I read and talking to another physician, there's not a lot of downside for this one. It was like, it's either going to work or it's not going to work. So I thought I'd try it out. And when I did, I, and I got tan for the first time. People were asking me like, where'd you get your spray tan? And it wasn't. So, it, you know, I got the experience of not having to put sunscreen on as often when I go into the sun, which I thought was really cool. All from this little peptide. Yeah, well, uh, there's a whole bunch to be said just about like what's in sunscreen and it's like even that. And, and then also there's also a lot to be said about like what are the risks of avoiding the sun? <laughs> I actually think 100%. avoiding the sun is a higher risk than than getting as much abundant sun. And obviously you have to get safe sun exposure, but I think if you're able to now go out and, and enjoy the sun and, and absorb that, and you don't burn. I, I'm not familiar with that use case, Jeremy, but I love it. Yeah, it's great. Anything else you've dabbled with? Basically, all the ones that you mentioned, except gotcha. semaglutide. Yeah, I don't even know how to say that one. But um, I don't either. I've heard semaglutide, semaglutide. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's also yeah. under the label uh, Olympic, and there's another label for it, uh, Wagovi, the off-label, I think. But um, peptide. Yeah. Basically. I mean, when it comes to peptides for me, it's mostly been like, I want to keep my body limber and healthy. And so the things exactly. that help me do that are the ones that I stick to. Well, you know, before I queue up Bob here to share some of his experience, I was down here in, in Cancun and uh, my mom flew down from small town, Canada. We don't get to see each other very often. So once a year, we go on a vacation together. So um, uh, she flew down here and I just took her to the airport an hour ago. That's why I had to move the podcast by 30 minutes. But I was sharing some of my experiences with her that I've had positively from the peptides. I've also done some of the uh, NAD therapy. I did a five-day um, NAD infusion treatment. I share. She knows what I do professionally as well. Everything I've learned about sleep. Like we were at the beach in Tulum, and uh, I was swimming in the ocean and putting my feet in the sand every day. And then I was showing her my aura stats the next morning, and like showing her like, wow, look at just a few days in nature and like my resting heart rate is like at 49 beats per minute, it's down five and my HRV has gone up 15% and my deep sleep's up 20%. So I was sharing with her some of that stuff. Obviously she saw me with the peptides. So I was explaining all of that stuff and talking about some of the things that, you know, I got a sauna space recently. So I've been messing with that, but it occurred to me that where we are approaching with all of our knowledge around biochemical longevity and health optimization and biohacking. I actually think that like you could look at almost aging as like backwards. You know what I mean? Like I am getting better and smarter and wiser and more educated on my health every year. And I'm learning more and gaining access to more technology and to more high-end supplementation, to more longevity hacks where I'm actually feeling like my body composition, my health, everything actually gets better the older I get because I'm just learning more and learning how to do more stuff to like 
keep this stuff in check. So like, I don't see why. And none of this stuff is cost prohibitive. None of this stuff is outside the budget of like, you know, I'm a bootstrapped entrepreneur, so I don't have tons of money for all this stuff. It's all accessible. It's all affordable. All the information is available online. I just think that like, you know, the peptides have been the latest development for me in my own personal health journey. And some of the experiences I've had, they do actually help me wind the clock back, especially metabolic. You know, I, I grew up eating a crap diet. I didn't understand anything about blood sugar. I didn't even know what highly processed food did to my blood sugar for the first like 35 years on this planet. You know what I mean? So I had like 35 years of damage on my cellular mitochondria metabolism. So I had a lot of stuff to fix just from like the years where I didn't even know what the hell I was doing. You know what I mean? And so there's so much information, education, the peptides, I think, are just like the next frontier, honestly. And, uh, you know, another anecdote here is like, you guys have all been in the game long enough. We kind of like were doing keto in the early days, right? 2013, 14, 15. I saw that just kind of going tick, 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 tick. And then obviously it blew up and it became very like a mainstream thing. But I see the same type of trend lines happening with a lot of the stuff in uh, peptide therapy where it's just really kind of almost reaching that same level of um, crescendo on the growth. So um, anyhow, with that said, Bob, would you be open to just sharing some of the um, experiments you've done, your personal experience with peptides, what you recommend, what you don't recommend, lessons sure. learned? You know, the good thing about us biohackers is we also make a ton of mistakes and we can <laughs> we can help people figure out what not to do. So words from the wise that you yeah. want to share. Yeah. I mean, you know, just to, to go back what you were talking about, you know, this sort of journey, I mean, the fact is you spent the last 10 years building this foundation. So, right. So imagine if you had not been doing anything for 10 years and you're at the same age, you'd be in a much different physical 100%. state and health yep. status, you know? So that's a great, you know, the fact that you're there, you're benefiting. So when you do these other interventions, you're already, Absolutely. you know, as close to being optimal as you want. Now, you know, with me, like some of my earliest self experiments were actually around glucose tracking. This is 2012 quantified self. So we didn't have continuous glucose monitors like that you just put on the back of the wrist. They were the ones you had to get for type 1 diabetics that we had insulin. You know, it's like you could not get them unless you had a prescription and cost several thousand dollars. So the only way I could track glucose was through a finger prick. And so yeah. I was doing experiments over probably seven, eight months where I was, all my fingers were just like, I was pricking up all my fingers, you know, they were all like black and blue and stuff. But, you know, understanding exactly what we're doing today with the continuous glucose monitors. So again, that's a great example of an evolution, something that people were doing this a while back and now it's become way more accessible. It's largely like set it and forget it. You can have this data collected for you and then you can get the insights out of what's going on, like you said, with certain foods, diet or exercise. So going back to, you know, peptides, the first time I actually ever used peptides was out of necessity. I play soccer and I blew out my ankle. I got hurt. I normally, I was, I don't get hurt that often. This is, you know, so we're going back probably like four years ago, bad ankle sprain. Like when the ones where you hear it crunch, when it rolled, it was like crunch. And then, you know, those are the tendons and everything. And a couple of days later, like, or the next day it was all swollen, like all like black and blue all the way up. So I'd call it like a grade two to, to maybe even a grade three sprain, which normally would be about a four week, at least like you're maybe even in a boot or something, but and I was like, crap, like this, you know, I got to, and I had tools already to kind of help with healing like PEMF and all that. But I was like, I just need to deal with this. And I had been learning about peptides and the benefits of certain ones, like uh, the help with tissue repair and inflammation. So like you mentioned BPC 157 and TB 500. So I got those and got some instructions on what to do with them. And basically it took a much 
so this is a more acute dose than taking it over time. It was more like I have an injury right now. I need to take an acute massive dose to help it like near the injury, even though some of these are systemic for this case, they said, put do it near the injury. And within a day, the inflammation, the swelling all just kind of went down. I was able to put weight and load on my foot within two days. And then it just it was healing. Like the, the, the speed of recovery was just amazing. And I was actually able to go kind of light jogging and stuff the next week. And so I was just like, holy, this is great. I was like, this really did something. I can see it there. You know, those are like the, some of the most tried and tested sort of peptides that are out there. I've done different cycles. Like it's, I don't take peptides all the time. I, I'll take a cycle of something for certain goals. And then I'll basically have a wash period. I'll take, I'll, you know, yeah. some things you aren't supposed to take that off for a very long sure. time. And so mm-hmm. I kind of put them in a different buckets of there are certain protocols or stacks that I would yep. use for healing kind of a reset versus other ones that are more like, okay, I'm trying to build muscle or improve lean mass, you know, which, so they're kind of like different things. And so you might sometimes want to split those out and, and come up with a different cycle for it. So, totally you know, agree. so the ones, all the ones you've mentioned and Jeremy's mentioned, I actually have not used Melantan too. I actually, even though I don't look tan now, once the weather's nice, I'm out in the sun within a day. I'm, or if I was in Cancun for two days, I'd be just tan. Like it's, it's yeah. pretty easy to tan. Not fair. But, um, not fair. But um, hey, come come on down, fellas. Yeah, yeah. So great. you know, for me, you know, I've experimented. Sometimes it's like, you know, okay, I want to try a certain stack. For like I said, it could be a goal for like building muscle and lean mass versus recovery. But um, I've experimented with some. There's one that's called a deep sleep inducing peptide. That, yeah, I've um, heard of that one. I've got it actually in a spray format right now. I'm testing yeah, it from Dr. So, Conover. Yeah, so this is one that did nothing for me. Actually, I mean, yeah. that's, I don't, you know, so many variables, right? Was it, sure. was I already getting enough deep sleep and it wasn't really affecting it? Was it poor quality? The peptides are very delicate. Did they get damaged somehow? So don't know, but my experience using it was like, cause you know, there's a cost to all these things too. So you got to figure out like, if I'm going to put a dollar on anything, where's it going to go out of your budget? And I said, you know, for me, like that was not something I was like, yeah, don't really need it. Like a Melanothan 2 for me per se, like, like not, you know, I, I'd rather invested in like the ones we mentioned, another one I, I take during my sort of reset stacks is thymosin alpha one. It's an immune system modulator. It just gets your body's T cells up regulated. So again, these peptides don't like like you had mentioned earlier. They're not like a steroid, which is an exogenous. Like I'm putting this artificial thing into you that gives you something. Peptides are just signaling molecules. They get the body to do something it can already do. It just either triggers so. And they're the body's own endogenous signaling molecules. Yeah. And so a lot of these peptides, we make a lot of them ourselves. There's certain synthetic ones that will get the body to produce that desired response. So putting the peptide in you, the peptide itself isn't the repair thing. It's like, or whatever. It's it's actually, it's just signaling to do something, telling the body to do something. So I view, when I look at peptides, like I feel like for a lot of those types, especially the regenerative ones, the worst case is like the peptide was, you know, no good or it was damaged and you're not going to see an effect. You know, there is some debate about certain ones and at certain doses, like people were talking about like certain ones can, because if they facilitate certain growth of cells or healing, could they relate, do things with cancer? I've seen and stuff like that. And, yep. and, you know, and again, you got to look at the research, make your own decisions from what, you know, my personal view was the ones I'm using are considered the most researched and safest ones. There are some very exotic things out there. Also keep in mind with peptides, some of them are on the, if you're an athlete, they're on the WADA, the banned substance list. I mean, even though a peptide, it's only in your system for hours, like the actual peptide, like if you were to drug test or something, like what I think 
I don't know if it's BPC-157 or TB-500, but if you're going to go do an Ironman and they're testing or something at it, if you took it the day of that race, you, they see some of that molecule in your system. You know, I think it's a banned substance. But like most of us, we're not professional athletes. We are weekend warriors. Let's call ourselves that. We're like, we're trying to stay, you know, healthy and fit and all that. I'm not going out to win a, an elite athlete, you know, I'm not going to win Tour de France. So I get wanting to keep certain things, at, you know, with their testing, like all that for, but like for, it doesn't mean something isn't safe. Usually the things that are banned are the most effective things, right? That's typically like why they're banned. And so that's why you have to look at peptides from that standpoint as well. You know, if you're an athlete, make sure you, you have to clear on certain ones if you're going to use them. Yeah, that makes good sense. You know, and there's also a lot of really good practitioners out there who are using these, like you and I, us three are in what I would call like the health optimization side of this whole thing. We're looking to feel, look, perform at our peak. We're looking to work on products that contribute value back to the world. That's what Heads Up is for. That's what you guys are doing. So I'd, I'd put that in the health optimization category. But there's also an incredible amount of um, talented practitioners out there who are using these to treat really, really serious chronic illnesses. And there are organizations out there like the International Peptide Society. There's uh, the A4M group, which has a lot of trained and certified practitioners. There's also um, the um, SEEDS Scientific Research Group. These are all medical doctors, most of them. So medical doctors who still run medical practices and work as board certified and licensed medical professionals. And they now also are able to bring these into the program. So they know all of the conventional standard of care on how to treat certain conditions. And then they can also take the best of the integrative world and start to bring peptide therapy in for all kinds of different chronic conditions. And they can really, really start to accelerate progress there. So I think there's two sides where these have benefit. There's the health optimization world, which is where we're in. There's also the medical world. If you're listening to this and you want to work on it in any capacity, I just mentioned three organizations that you can find that work with licensed practitioners who can help you get started. And I think all the research I've done on the ones I've taken, I'm the same as you guys. I've just taken the most well-researched, the most studied. I know that there are a lot of professional athletes who use the TB500 specifically, like you mentioned, Bob, for like injury repair, especially like in the high performance world. So these guys, these ones have kind of like stood the test of time. And those are really the ones I've um, dabbled in first and foremost. I think the other thing is that a lot of these compounds have been part of general medicine in other countries for decades. So especially in, in Eastern Europe, Russia, Ukraine, and other Eastern countries, these have been used in the medical system a lot of the earliest, earliest research papers on these things came out of these countries. So some of them actually have decades of safety data behind them, which is a lot more than we have for a lot of uh, pharmaceuticals even today. So you, you could actually make the case that the safety record is better, but that's not really for me to comment on. All I want to say is that there's lots of different ways to use these. My success has been amazing. The PepCal gap was awesome for me as a newbie just kind of getting in there and figuring it out. So I just wanted to bring you guys on and share your creation with the world because I just thought it was extremely well done. Like you said, Jeremy, the best apps in the world are the ones where you don't even see all of the complexity behind the scenes. You can just go in there and figure it out in five seconds without having to really watch any videos or read any documentation and just go in there and 
figure it out and get exactly what you need. So awesome job, you guys. You totally nailed it. So um, in closing here, just share anywhere uh, that you guys want to send people to get more information on you guys, on PepCalc, on Awesome Labs, uh, how to reach you guys, What anything you want to just leave people with here as we uh, wrap up. So best way to learn more about what we're up to with Awesome Labs is our website, which is isjustawesome.com. And there you'll see things that we're working on. For PepCalc, we actually have a website for PepCalc. It's pepcalc.app. And you can go there and there's links to download for both iOS and Android. Twitter, you can follow us on Instagram. On Twitter, it's Awesome Labs LLC. And I believe that's the same on Instagram. And then... So all the socials were there. What about PepCalc? I think that needs its own handle here, boys. Come on. <laughs> Too many handles. We don't have a social media team, you know? It's hard to like manage 10 accounts because we <laughs> I will say if you, we can ask one thing, you know, the best thing for us is a rating, a five-star rating on PepCalc. With Hallelujah. Rating. Yes. Thank you for mentioning that, yeah, Jeremy. Yeah, helps. I would be my That's honor right. to go in and, and do the five stars for you guys. And uh, it's a good ask. And then, Bob, you got an awesome blog. Where do people find that? Yeah, you can learn about what I'm up to uh, with my self-experiments and, and all that and sharing with my data at uh, quantifiedbob.com or on Instagram, Twitter, quantifiedbob. And sometimes I'll, you'll see some crossover. Like I'll be, for example, with PepCalc, I've written up some things about the app as well there, as well as you can read through our, what we've written on Awesome Labs website. Awesome, brother. Jeremy, any parting shots here? Twitter is at GollyJer, G-O-L-L-Y-J-E-R. That's my handle pretty much everywhere, but I'm on Twitter now for the most part. It's the place I like to hang. Right on, guys. Thank you for uh, the awesome job on this app. It was a lifesaver for me. And uh, you know, it's just been awesome being friends with you guys too over the last 10 years as we're working on all of our passion projects. So who knows what we'll be jamming on the podcast here in, in another 10 years. I'm sure we'll still be working on bio but probably just with a few more gray hairs unless we find some yeah, we might look gray 10 years hairs. younger exactly. <laughs> exactly hey that's a challenge i want to have another podcast in 10 years and be like hey, man you guys look great you look like on the clock that that's the promise with all of the biohacking stuff right like peptides is just one tool in the chat right but like when you really put the whole package together you know it's like how do we just look and feel and perform our best show up for the people in our life every single day as the best version of ourself, right? Like that, that really, to me, is what it comes down to. My staff, my family, everybody I interact with every day. I want to wake up with the energy to just light them up with a smile, you know, and that really, you have to have this all sorted out first. And that's really what the promise of everything in the health optimization and biohacking world is, is just to like squeeze every drop of juice out of life and then just... Your vibrational energy at that level, it just automatically connects to other people and brings them to that vibrational level. So this is not just some selfish thing. Like I want to like have a six pack and drive a Ferrari till I'm 99 years old. It's about showing up and like being that version of myself. And when everybody can show up at that level and we start to raise everybody's vibration, you know, we get everybody feeling better. We get everybody the tools that they need to learn how to eat better and sleep better and love better and connect better. And like, you know, that's what it all is for me. Like peptides, yes, they're awesome and they work and you should totally do them. 
But like, really, if you step back and look at the larger picture, you know, it's that honestly for me. Let's go. Yeah, Yeah, man. So, um, you guys are contributing, we're contributing a heads up and it's been a great ride here in these last 10 years in biohacking. I can't even imagine what the hell we'll be talking about 10 more years from now where the game is considering where we were before and those like the tenderloin at a bar now <laughs> who knows where we'll, we'll, be, we'll all just uh, have our neural links we'll have our neural links hooked up and we'll just be uh in our metaverse <laughs> looking however we want to look <laughs> sounds good to me brother stem cells be instructed by ai to fix the things inside of our body that are going bad yeah who the hell knows but i know it's going to be good whatever it is yeah Oh, yeah. All right, dudes. Hey, man, you guys are awesome. It was really great to catch up with you. Congrats on the success with PepCal. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, for, yeah, having thanks for having us. Thank you for listening to Data Driven Health Radio. 